This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, take my baby, please. And we're joined by novelist and blogger Nicole Blades. Woo! Woo. (laughs) Let me try again. Woo! Wait. (laughs) Don't, please, don't try again. Well. Teresa. I'm not in a good place. You're not. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. How are you? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not in a good place today. I apologize in advance. Well, well, what's going on? Um, I'm just really tired. Like, why? I, yeah, I know. What's going on? No, it's like all the things, <laughs> like all the the like list of horribles uh-huh. is not is like nothing is really that bad. It's just I'm so tired. You know, when you're tired and you just yeah. get sad. Right, right, right. It just makes you sad when you're really tired. Yeah. So I am just very tired and very like kind of going back and forth between just feeling really depressed and feeling really angry. (laughs) And um, Oh, good. So what I experienced a couple of weeks ago might not be over. No, that was, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's more. Well, except for I think maybe we just are having it at different times. (laughs) There's more of that coming, sister. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Although my children are totally the reason that I'm so tired. (laughs) Like, being so tired makes me really weirdly, like, clingy and emotional, too. So then I, like, cried when I left them both today, which is, like, the stupidest thing ever, because obviously what I need is, like, a break from my right, children. Right, 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 right. Um, and then, like, I was out of coffee, which is not the uh, reason I feel this way today, because I did have coffee this morning. It was just the last of what sure. I had. And um, so never I went, enough. Yeah. So I went to, like, uh, my favorite place to buy coffee beans um, when I'm not receiving them in the mail, which is what I usually do. Smart. Um, and I... I was just thinking about, because there's this thing, I'm sure it happens everywhere, but it's kind of like a particular to Los Angeles thing. I know this because I have not always lived in Los Angeles, but like when you go into an establishment, Uh people just stare at you. It's like a thing about, it is a thing about LA. People look, they're looking to see if you're somebody. They're checking. Yeah, Yeah. they're checking. And they're like, what is this person's deal? Like, what is, what is she wearing? Like, what is, you know, what's going on there? Like, who is, and and who is that? Right, who is that? Which episode of CSI were they Exactly, right. Yeah, and that is just the thing about LA that like, I've gotten pretty used to over the years, but, um, you know, having like, spending the last few months just at home with babies (laughs) that you sort of forget. (laughs) And it was so funny because I was walking into the place and as I start to like approach it's like it's almost like walking down the hallway (laughs) like with like lined with people just with their little laptops and their little glasses And there, everybody looks up to check, right? You know, and I'm walking, and I like approach this moment, and it's like the gauntlet, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, and then I kind of wanted to be like, no, guys, I'm not here for that today. Yeah, like I like because everybody looks amazing, you know, everybody looks great. I was really just there because I needed coffee beans. Like I I was like, coffees today. I was like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not in this thing. Right. I'm a, I'm a mom with tiny babies. Right. And I have, a, like, I don't even know if I'm wearing a clean shirt right, right. now. So, like, <laughs> can I skip this part and just get my coffee beans? Like, I'm not here for this. <laughs> nothing, no, nothing to look at here, Yeah, guys. nothing just to see here. It's fine. Move, move along. Yeah, pass. Pass. I can pass. I'm, ju- I'm just here for coffee today. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Purely. That's it. I'm not here to see and be seen. That's right. <laughs> that, that must feel great. It was great. It was Does fantastic. that feel great? It was so fun. That's nice. Well, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. It's whatever. It's fine. No apology needed. I, you know, I asked for this. <laughs> it's my own fault. <laughs> you did this to yourself. You thought you could go out and enjoy a cup of coffee. Uh, I thought it would be a good idea to have two kids was what I was getting at. <laughs> you, you're wrong. You were wrong. Uh, so... I, How about you? My two How things. are you? I'm fine. Whatever. Oh. I'm just like... I'm just like Entered the acceptance phase. Oh, good. Right? I'm just like, eh, 
lasts at least a week for it's, you. It'll last probably two days. <laughs> so, but I did realize I wanted to comment back on last week's show where we talked about all the things you could do with one hand. Uh-huh. And I just discovered this weekend what I cannot do easily uh-huh. with one hand is that that is blow my nose. <laughs> We all were sick in the that house, the and I was like, I, this is really difficult to it's try. It's really like, hard. I know. You're like, you can't get anything out. Yeah, well, yeah, because you're hand. like, you're, like, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. But you only have the one hand to yeah. try and, like, catch it's it. And then, like, your other hand's holding the baby. And I, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, it's really, it's unexplainable. Yeah. But just eat, wait, let's say you don't have kids. <laughs> Just next time you need to blow your nose, just try it. Just try it. Well, all this will be the great unifier for, like, no matter what our differences are, everybody, just everybody at some point today, take a tissue and try and blow your nose one-handed, and then we'll, we'll, we're all at the same place. We're all starting from the same place today, guys. Also, uh, this is a little something I want to talk about that kind of ties in with our topic for the day. So we've been trying to get—we didn't start— Ellis off with a pacifier. I don't know. You get these things in your head where you're like, I can't give a baby a pacifier until yeah. they're at least they four weeks old. at least four weeks. That's yeah. what I say. But then I was looking online at like all my friends who live anywhere other know, than LA like, and they're giving them. Posted it. Yeah. it was like, though they gave it in the hospital. Like, they're pacif- not supposed to do that, I think. It, it, I don't it's know. A it's a thing. All I know is those babies are enjoying pacifiers they are. And, and not. And the moms are enjoying their babies enjoying with pacifiers. pacifiers. Yes. I know. I know. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, it took me all this pressure. I was like, I just want to try the pacifier. Just something needs to appease this child. This was a couple of <laughs> couple of weeks ago. I'm like, it feels like years ago now. But a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, oh, just do it. Just I don't whatever whatever like emotional thing was keeping me uh-huh. from putting a fucking pacifier in that kid's mouth, uh-huh. which was only being put on myself. Yeah, no one else is like making me not. Put, like, I don't get a well, call. Well, there's also the matter of going and buying them. Like, it's, it has to be a decision. We had, like, we had, like, a bunch that were, like, oh, laying around. Some. Somebody, like, sent us, like, oh, pacifiers. Okay. And so, like, we okay. had some. We had the ones that we, like, used. We didn't, not the ones we used for Catherine Bell. Uh-huh. But, like, the same style <laughs> we had. And, uh, which we loved. And, of course, all children should take the exact same. But whatever. Yes. My first child loved. My yes. second one better fucking love. Yes. Anyway, so. We keep trying to get him to take it. He won't take it. He won't take it. And I'm just like, ah. So then it becomes this challenge. You must take this pacifier. Yeah. Stephen gets him to take Which the pacifier. Which is pa- great. You're like shoving it in there and they're going, no. And, and like, you're like yeah. holding it in their mouth. <laughs> so, so, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's so horrible. Oh, uh, yeah. So he finally <laughs> takes it. Which means I can sit down and like eat something. Like we're all going to mm. sit down at the table. He's like totally happy on this pacifier. And I look over and I start crying uh-huh. because I'm like. Well, he doesn't need me. Oh, my God. And then Stefan looked at me and he was like, what yeah. is wrong with you? He was like, fuck you. And I, yeah, pretty much. And I was like, I don't know what's wrong yeah. with me. This should not make me so upset. Uh-huh. All I want is for this child to not need me long enough to eat. Uh-huh. And in the moment he doesn't need me. Devastated. Devastated. <laughs> <laughs> Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. All right, Teresa, mm-hmm. last week mm-hmm. we talked about the burden of having to carry your baby. Mm-hmm. So much. You can only do things with one hand. Right. I, my very special feet. Mm-hmm. Right? We, it was, you know, no one else can do this. It's only me. I've got to carry this baby. Now we're ready mm-hmm. for somebody able to, else to take this baby. Mm-hmm. Somebody take this baby. Please. Please. Except don't take my baby. Give my baby back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I should... <laughs> All right. So. First, first, I just I want to share a little moment before we really get into this, and that is, I can remember with my first child, Catherine Bell, listening to moms talk about like I can't put my baby down. Mm-hmm. No one else can hold this baby, mm-hmm. and I judged. You did. I judged oh. so hard. I remember now how hard I judged. I was uh-huh. like, "What? Yeah, please. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, give that baby away. Yeah, put the fucking baby in somebody else's. Put the baby down. Yeah, I judge all you." Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. And here I am mm-hmm. with a baby <laughs> who really does not seem to be able to be comforted unless I am holding him. Huh. And I am like, and I'm trying, I'm working my way through it, yeah. but there is some sort of penance 
I think, for my initial judging. Oh, yeah. And I just want to apologize to the universe mm-hmm. for being so like. But it's too late. It is fucking too late. <laughs> now, now I'm shackled with a baby that only loves his mother. Um, but uh-huh. I, it, I am surprised, and I, I just <laughs> shout out to all of us everywhere who's ever been in a situation where you're like, oh yeah, your baby, your baby only wants this, or yeah. oh yeah, you can only do this. Yeah. Remember. Somebody's probably telling you the truth. <laughs> yeah. It, it is their truth. It's some, it's some, there is a truth to it. There is a always. truth to it, yeah. always. And so, I'm sorry, universe. But as a result, we're working really hard to try and help other people take care of the baby. And, you know, we are going to touch a little bit today on sitters, um, people helping outside of your family members and friends. But we'll, we're probably going to save a whole discussion for real child care at some other point in time. Mm-hmm. But let's start with this. Friends coming over, mm-hmm. wanting to take your child, uh, your partner, your mm-hmm. spouse, um, and a babysitter if mm-hmm. you ever want to get out of the house. Which one do you want to start with? Oh, geez. <laughs> Um, let's start, let's, let's kind of obviously start with husband, right? Oh, good. I mean. Perfect. That's where it all begins. It all begins with that. (laughs) So, you want your husband to have a good relationship with the child so that they can hold the child so that you guys, so that you can have some time for yourself. Yeah. We have said this in the past and we have worked really hard as moms to, to let our husbands or partners fail. Yes. Right? Yes. Let them fail. Yep. Okay. How's that going this time? Uh, um, <laughs> well, it, yeah, I mean, so with with uh, my situation, I think, like, having Jesse take care of the baby is really wrapped up in, like, figuring out pumping in the bottle. Right. Because, obviously, like, Jesse can take the baby sometimes throughout the day when the baby's, like, awake and hanging out. Like, right. that's all That's all fine and good. It's really about can other people feed my baby. Right. Which um, is really, for me, like, very a very similar feeling to what you described with the <laughs> pacifier. Like, I, I had such a hard time um, pumping with Simon um, and like getting him to use the bottle right. and basically it just ended up being a big fail and I just kind of ne- he kind of pretty much never took the bottle and so he was you know exclusively breastfeeding until he was six months and then we started incorporating food and right. you know I was able to leave him after that because I would leave him with food food you know right. and then he would just nurse when I saw him um, and he was with me a lot he was just with me a lot right um, and Actually, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> right. It, so, and it, what was really bad about it was how frustrating it was to try to find time to pump when I wasn't really in a routine of pumping. Right. To actually, like, figure out the whole pumping thing and then to have all that breast milk end up going to waste, waste. after I spent all this time <sighs> trying to pump and making bottles and trying right. different nipple combinations for him. And So you guys just couldn't find a regular time that for for example just for you and Jesse for Jesse to to feed. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> like what happened was um the first time basically we didn't know that we were supposed to start giving him a bottle by 4 weeks. Right. So the first time we tried doing it he was already 3 months old and mm. he took it once but then like we tried again a week later and he didn't want right. it and then that was kind of the end of that and then every time we tried he didn't want it and then Jesse, like, obviously hated that because it was really an unpleasant experience for him. And then it really stressed me out because I'm putting them in this situation together. And in order to make it happen, you know, I have to find free time to pump when I'm not taking care of the baby. And then Jesse has to find time when he's not working to give to try to give the baby a bottle. Right. And I have to, like, deal with, you know, the separation anxiety of it. I mean, (laughs) it was just a lot of drama. Right. And so I think we just gave up pretty much. And um, with Oscar, I vowed to do it differently. Right. Though I still also had this feeling of why am I going to try again to do this when actually it worked out kind of okay, <laughs> like with Simon? And I know. Like, okay. So you could go out on a date. Right. So we could go out on a date. So that if, you know, so that it's if It's also you, so that I could come record this show. Well, yeah, and that, yeah, to record the show. Because, yeah. like, it's very similar 
With Catherine Bell, we did it right at four weeks, and she had no problem taking a bottle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there just wasn't that much going on at night, so Stefan was totally able in the evening to give her a bottle uh-huh. at night. We didn't have, like, a really super set schedule in terms of our lives. So you would pump, and then he would give her the yeah, bottle he gave her right, a bottle at right night. then. Well, or, yeah, or the or. next day. Or I, I would think I was always, like, a day ahead with pumping. Okay. You know, like, right. um, and... With so whenever we went out, people she was used to taking a bottle. Yeah, you could always leave like two or three bottles in the fridge, <clears throat> and the sitter could use them. Yeah, not a problem. We didn't go out a lot, but it was there. Yeah, it was there. And if I wanted to go to a sewing class or like whatever I wanted to go do, that was just for myself, even for two hours. Yeah, I knew there was a bottle there, and she would take it. Mm-hmm. So we were like, "Let's do it. Here we go. We're gonna do it with Ellis." Uh-huh. And four weeks. Put that bottle in Stefan's hand, and Ellis really didn't take to it very well. And then, I think I've mentioned this before, you know, Stefan's just work schedule and the fact that we've got a very kind of set schedule with Catherine Bell now, mm-hmm. there wasn't really a time for Stefan to feed him. Yeah. And well, it's hard, especially in the evenings, because yeah. like one parent is helping one kid yeah, go exactly. to bed. And somebody's trying to make dinner. Somebody's trying to clean up dinner. Somebody's with the baby. It's like, when do you do well, You know what I you mean? You do it in like, the middle of the night as a nighttime feeding, but that's no good either if the baby's not taking it. How right. I, I'm not getting any sleep if I'm just listening to my kids screaming, well, not plus taking you're the bottle. The right. baby can smell you. Yeah, they can smell you up to <laughs> 20 feet. Yeah. Right? So, you know, when we try and have, so I, you know, I said to Stefan, I've said a couple of times, I need you to try again. Like, I know it's hard, but I, I need you to try again. There was one day he did it, and it was great. I was, like, in the kitchen cooking dinner, and Ellis just took it, and they had this lovely time over in the corner of the, you know, den, mm-hmm. feeding, and it was great. And I was like, that's oh, such a good sign. And then the next day he wouldn't take the bottle. So then I say to Stefan, so it's been, like, we're, like, at eight weeks now, and I say to Stefan over the weekend, I said, look, I need, I need to say something to you, mm-hmm. and that is... I need, we need to make the bottle feeding work uh, because we're going to want to go out and people are offering to take care of Ellis and we can't if they're not feeding. Mm-hmm. If he's not able to take the bottle and not wanting to take the bottle, it's miserable. And I said, this is really on you. I can't, I can't feed him mm-hmm. with a bottle. So I need you to go online or whatever. Mm-hmm. research bottle feeding. I need you to feel confident in how to, it's not just shoving a bottle in a baby's mouth. Mm-hmm. And it's not whatever worked for Catherine Bell. I need you to find this out and I need you to try and make this work. And if I don't see you making an effort, it's really going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm really going to read it as you are, you know, lining us up for a life without being able to go out till we're at solid foods. Mm-hmm. And you're saying to me that I can't leave the house, that I uh, that I am solely the only one responsible for feeding this child. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to like that. <laughs> I mean, and to be fair, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, I hope it does. Right now, he's at home with the babysitter and Stefan. Who, wait, Ellis is. Okay. Ellis, Ellis is at home. Ellis is at home with the babysitter. With okay. the babysitter and with Stefan. They're both oh, at the house. Okay. Stefan's working. He works from the home. Right. With bottles. Uh-huh. I hope he eats. Yeah. I can't be there to find out if he eats. Yeah. All I know right now is that whenever I come home from the show or something where I haven't taken Ellis with me, mm-hmm. I'll pull up and I'm opening the door to the car and I can hear the screaming oh. from inside the house. Just that like, ah, 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 oh. like that high pitch, like so panicked screaming. And then it is, we were joking earlier, it's like the Hulk. I'm like, ah, it's like out of the car, like ripping my shirt open. So that the first thing that happens when I walk in the door is I put this baby on my boob, mm-hmm. and, which no one wants to see. No one wants to see me running and ripping my shirt off. Well, and, well I mean, the babysitter doesn't. Okay. And, you know, and then everybody feels bad. Yeah. Like, A, I haven't had a nice time out. Yeah. B, everybody feels bad that they couldn't make the baby happy. Right. While I was gone. Yeah. And, you know, we're just stuck in this really horrible, weird cycle. Yeah. So the breastfeeding thing, I don't even know how to fix that. I don't know how to fix the it bottle either. thing. I'm not. I mean, we. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, baby's eventually going to take the bottle. Yeah. Baby needs to eat. Right. But yeah, it's still not. It's still heartbreaking. Yeah. Every time you leave with the question of, is, is this gonna? You know, what am I going to come home to? And then, like the first couple of times, I definitely had that feeling of like, oh, I'm. He's getting something like artificial. artificial. It's like an artificial version <laughs> of me. And then I was like, Teresa. Snap the fuck out of it. Like, he will be fine. This be is fine. good for everybody. It's like the people who heard me crying on that first episode back saying, I want another baby. And I'm like, what I is know. your, who are you? Because we're crazy. Why are you crazy? I All know. right. Speaking of crazy. Yeah. Okay. Let's just talk about not even leaving the house. Okay. Somebody just holding your baby. Yeah. 
All right. Comforting your baby without having to feed him. Right. Or just yeah. holding the baby. Just holding the here's baby. My, here's uh-huh. my larger question. Okay. Has anybody, has anybody ever asked you for advice about your baby like, before taking your baby? Why is it the... Go ahead. Anybody really? Not really. Not really. really. No. no. Babies are this like odd thing. Like let's say somebody's borrowing your car. Uh-huh. They might say, anything I need yeah. to know about your car? Right. Yeah. <laughs> anything I need to know about your car? Yeah. No one's ever said, anything I need to know about your baby? <laughs> they just take the baby. And they're just like... Yeah, even with like a, like a pet. Like even do, with a pet. Does your dog like to be... Yeah. Does your dog, does yeah. Your dog like to be petted like this? Does your dog like belly rubs or right, not? Right. Does your dog like belly rubs? Should I approach your dog slowly or fast? <laughs> yeah. Right. No one asks us about babies. That's really funny. And it makes me... But I really yeah. like have felt that a lot. Like, yeah. like where... Somebody's like, I want to hold your baby. And you're like, okay, great. Great. I would love to go throw laundry in the dryer. You know, like, here, hold the baby. I drink a glass of wine. Like, whatever. Do something with two hands. I hand the baby over. Baby starts screaming, and they just, like, they just don't do anything. But (laughs) they're they're just, like, holding the baby just, like, whatever whatever they're doing. I get the give back. Oh, see, Whenever the baby starts fussing, it's the give back. It's like, like, oh, he's crying, (laughs) so. I don't get the give back. (laughs) I get the... I'm, I guess I'm gonna tough it out with your baby. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> I guess I guess, I guess I'm gonna tough. I'm it gonna tough out. it out with your baby. To which I said, I finally said oh, this to so Stefan because again, it's, and I feel so bad for Stefan because there is the kid really for a while there. Mm-hmm. You put him in Stefan's arms and he just screamed the whole oh. time, and I felt really bad. And I'm watching, and I'm trying this time to do that thing we say where it's let him learn. Don't you're not. Mm-hmm. Don't hover. Don't mm-hmm. dictate. Yeah. But as a result, after like a month of watching Ella screaming and Stefan like trying things, not at the rate that I would try them, yeah. <laughs> try something yeah. different, it began to be like, I'm I'm watching two people suffer here. Yeah, I'm watching oh, you God. try and it's figure so it painful. out. Yeah, at the expense of his, yeah. at the expense of Ellis's joy. Yeah, I got I got to Stefan. So I finally said, all right. How can we do this? I don't want to tell you what to do, and I don't want to do. As Stefan says, Stefan put it really well. I don't want you to hand me the baby. I want to, like, struggle through. Mm-hmm. I want to struggle through this so that I can find the best way to take care of Ellis. Mm-hmm. So what I don't like is handing, being handed the baby and then you immediately being like, just give him back. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, this just isn't going to work. Just, you know what? He probably <laughs> needs to eat. Just give me the baby. Just, yeah. just the screaming, just give him to me. Yeah. Someone's like, I don't like that. I'm like, all right, fair enough. Yeah. Fine. But how can I... How can we help me tolerate what seems like you working it out mm-hmm. at his expense? Mm-hmm. You know, like I spend, you know, 90% of the day with him. Mm-hmm. So I kind of am an expert mm-hmm. on what he likes. You know, like I mean, I do know things that help him, tricks, tips, mm-hmm. things that comfort him. Mm-hmm. How can I share that with you? Mm-hmm. To give you, how can I give you tools? <laughs> For you to... For success. For success. <laughs> you use those tools however the fuck you want to use those mm-hmm. tools. Mm-hmm. But you need these tools. See, I just I just jump in and say... Like, you say, I don't, give me the baby. No, I don't say give me the baby. I just say, like, you know what? I think you want to hold him up a little bit more like this. Or I just say, like, oh, you know what? What really works is if you, like, pull it really tight. Right. And then, you know, I just... I try not to, like... I, it's really hard. It's really... Like, it's hard to do that and not be hovering. Right. But, like, if you're hanging out in the same room... It's not like I'm following him around the house, like, giving him pointers. It's right. like you're standing right there and you can see that something's not working. I don't think there's anything wrong with just saying, like, you know what? Try this. Because <laughs> then if they do it and it works, then everybody right. learns something and everybody's happy. Yes, do you know but, what I mean? And then you don't have to say it again. And that represents the dynamic in your house. Because I think that in our house... What happens is the screaming is uh-huh. going on. Uh-huh. It's making Stefan like, uh, he's trying. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, you know, try try the soft pat on the butt. Mm-hmm. But I think if with all those ingredients happening, yeah. the it's screaming sa- makes everything It sounds like horrible. you're doing a, I'm right. sure it's coming out like you suck. You don't know how to take care of the baby. And I'm going to nag at you how to take care of the baby. I know, but it doesn't. It, yeah. So it's it's very confusing because I know what you're t- I know what you're saying because I I feel it, too. But right. sometimes I'm just like, well, I mean, I'm not going to just not say anything. Like, oh, I'm no, not going to not help you. You yes. know, like. Yeah. So I think what I'm saying is. <laughs> helpful one bad mother tip <laughs> is as you're I don't want to hover yeah and I don't want to just jerk the baby out as punishment right but 
we need to establish a way yeah. that I can I can be helpful to you and yeah. give you tips that might help you yeah. without it sounding like I'm being a jerk. Yeah. So totally. So try and try and talk about that yeah. with each other. Parents. I agree. Might well, I think this this makes me think about like um that whole idea of like mom is magic somehow. That like uh, yeah. it's really weird because I like I sometimes Sometimes I won't lie. I'm just like, yeah, I kind of am a little bit magic. But right. then other times I'm like, you know what? Why do I? Ha- I'm not magic. Like you can take him too when he's crying. Or right. I'm not, and I'm not talking specifically about Jesse, but just anybody else who's there. Like, yeah. what? It's not. It's not like he doesn't no, cry with me. I don't me. know some. I don't know any like special secrets. It's just try a different position. If, right. if he's crying, try a different position. Like, right. You're not gonna. You really, you really aren't gonna break the baby. Like I get it. Babies very nerve wracking, yeah. especially when they start screaming. Yeah. But like you're right. Just be bold. Yeah. Try the different position. Try singing. Try, you know, the shushing. Try whatever. Yeah. And let me tell you what the obvious always is. Pick him up. That, or no, I'm saying when they're holding him. Oh, oh, oh. When they're or, or pick him okay. up. Yeah. It's a diaper. It uh-huh. really probably is the diaper first. Okay. And I don't care if you just changed it five minutes ago. Yeah. It's probably another diaper. Uh-huh. These things just pee and poop all the time. Uh-huh. It's a diaper. Just assume it's a diaper. Uh-huh. And go change it. Yeah. Don't they be like, I don't know what's wrong with this baby. It's the diaper. I guarantee you. If it's after the first six weeks, it's the diaper. Then it's food. Mm-hmm. Then it's tired. Okay? And I feel bad, too, because, like, like my parents were in town. Mm-hmm. And they were very, they were, like, overly gentle with Ellis. Like, they didn't, you know, they didn't know quite. They weren't like, they, oh, I'll hold him. Yeah. And it's like. Ellis is just like screaming in their arms. Yeah. And I feel so bad because I don't want that to be their experience. Uh-huh. But they're also not comfortable enough to like switch positions. Like they can hold them in like uh-huh. one position and that's it. And yeah. I'm like, like standing there and yeah. both of them are like, what? Babies cry. And I'm oh, like, yeah. you're fine just sitting here with the baby screaming at you this yeah. whole time. But like, and my mom's like, you got to do what you got to do. If you don't like the baby screaming, yeah. you got to, you know, it's your baby. Yeah. And I'm like, I want you to be successful with the baby. Yeah. I want the grandparent memories to be, like, really good. Yeah. Oh, that's hard. It's yeah. Re- I guess, so, like, how do I, yeah. you know, I don't want to, like, have her. I don't want to jump know. in. I don't. So I'd be, like, in the kitchen, like, Also, I don't get this, though, because you should, okay, yes, hovering, hovering is... You know, hovering can be bad if basically you're not giving anyone else a chance to be with the baby at, at your own expense because then right. you're getting, you know, you're like, oh, it's all on me. I'm the only one who can do this. Right. But I mean, especially when your baby is a newborn, like a lot of it does just revolve around <laughs> you and the baby. Like a right. lot of it isn't really about making other people happy. Like a lot of it. <laughs> no, it's true. No, like I it's, know. A lot of it is just really... The baby is teeny tiny. He just came out of your body. Yeah. And you are recovering from this thing and going through all these different things. And, like, I don't know. I just kind of feel like like I'm sorry if I'm, like, telling, you know, a grandparent, you know, you need to just kind of pace the floor with the baby. Right. Like, but, if the, I mean, I feel like especially in the first three months, yeah. you're totally entitled to do that. And that's... Like what's good for everybody? Do you know what I mean? Like, no, I, don't I agree. Think it's, yeah, I don't think it's like a control freak mom move <laughs> to share the knowledge that right. you have. Well, that's I mean, why I'm that saying. You, happen, you know, like. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So <sighs> no, but I I know you agree, but I think that is a thing. No, like I, I think that there is like a thing about. Like, oh, she just couldn't, like, let go or, like, she just couldn't, like, like she just needs to learn that sometimes babies cry. Like, I think if you're the mom and your baby is a newborn, you can just do whatever you want. <laughs> so, okay, so I think like, there's two things. I think, I think it's actually two things. One, trust you as the mom. Yeah. Trust your instinct. Yeah. That if your baby is really screaming and miserable, go get your baby. Yeah. It's okay. Just go get your Unless baby. you don't want to. Unless you really don't want to, right? Like, if you don't want for to, for some reason you don't want to. You're fine. It's fine. Turn the hair. That's what I do. I just turn the hair dryer on and just take a really loud shower. Like whatever. But like, but overall, yeah. Trust your instincts. Yeah. All right. Um. And two, if you are not the mother, <laughs> don't assume that the mom's being. T- don't get me wrong. I'm sure that there's some of you out there that are fucking control freaks. 
right? <laughs> and that you're totally sabotaging yourself from any joy. Yeah. But we can do that with or without children in all sorts of aspects of our lives. So don't worry about it. This, whatever. Probably not your learning show. Uh, but for everybody else, try and assume that maybe... Yeah, I don't know. Do you really want to hold a screaming baby? Probably not. Yeah. Um, but be willing to try. And it, it's about, I think it's about, again, com- <laughs> communication. Yeah. Big surprise. Yeah. Is that all right if I what start bouncing like? your baby? Can yeah. I try a different position? Yeah. Does he like this? Yeah. Does he, you know, the stick, the stick, is, <laughs> the shift is sticking. Yeah. Right? <laughs> how, do I get, how do I get your car in a second gear? How do I get yeah. this baby in a second gear? Exactly. Like, communication, trust. Let mama give you instructions. Let mama give you instructions. And invite them because Yeah. Yeah. Don't feel like you're being work. judged. Yeah. <laughs> don't feel like don't feel like you're being punished. Yeah. Everybody wants to have a good time with them. I'm Carrie Poppy. I'm Ross Blotcher. And we make a show. Oh no, Ross and Carrie. Oh no. We investigate fringe science. Spirituality. Religious groups. Alternative therapies. We put ourselves through a lot of uncomfortable situations. (laughs) So that you don't have to. Because really, why would you? For example, I watched a tube be inserted into Ross's anus. That's true, but it sounds terrible out of context. (laughs) We've tried penis and breast enlargement pills. We spent six months undercover becoming Mormons. We hung out with the 9-11 truthers. The UFO cult, the Raelians. And we're going to do more. It's one of the newest shows on MaximumFun.org. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Teresa, wake up! (laughs) Hello. Good morning. Genius. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. What you, what you got? Um, well, I'm going to do a grandma genius oh, take uh, it today. Sure. Um, we had to get a new sewer line built at our house, <laughs> and um, but when they were finishing up, they covered it with a clean layer of cement. Mm. And um, my mom happened to be in town, and she was like, do you want to take Simon out and write, yeah! write his name in the cement right in front of our house? And I was like... Yes, you genius. <laughs> and Jesse happened to be there too. And so we just like ran out there. We got we found a stick. We wrote all of our names, also Oscars. We wrote the date. Nice. And it's like in the cement right in front of our ho- our Your house. Which is our first house. I mean it was just like it was so special. And Simon loved it and it was great. That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. Good job. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> nice moment. Uh all right. So my genius moment. Okay. When we had Catherine Bell. Stefan was like, and I were kind of very specific. We had a very small place in Brooklyn. Like, what kind of equipment are you mm-hmm. going to get for the baby? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it comes down to the seating. Oh, yeah. Bouncy chair, swing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Stefan just hates the swing. Just hated the swing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't really have no preference. Hated but, the idea of a swing? Hated or did the you idea actually of a swing. have a swing? We didn't you, have a swing. You didn't get hated a swing. Hated the idea of a swing. Because he didn't want one. It's monstrous. Okay. They're ugly. And it's yeah. horrible. And it's yeah. giant. I don't want this taking up all the space. So we got one yeah. of those like super modern looking bouncy chairs that did nothing. Okay. So this time I was like, if I ever, through like the last four years, if we ever have a second child, I'm getting that swing. Because mm-hmm. all we get was rock Catherine Bell. Yeah. Right? I did, we're getting that swing. We're getting yeah. it. We're getting it. Have the baby. Still no swing. Mm-hmm. Like, we can do this without the swing. We mm-hmm. can do it. We can do it without the swing. And then, like, I felt like it was, like, cosmic. For, like, a week, everybody's, like, when I'm talking about how hard it's been with mm-hmm. Ellis, why do you have a swing? Why don't you have uh-huh. a swing? Babies love swings. Babies love swings. Babies mm-hmm. love them. Babies love swings. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't know why. It's like the pacifier. Why am I keeping this thing mm-hmm. from myself mm-hmm. that could possibly really help me? <laughs> So I bought a swing. I didn't buy like Yay. a $500 swing. I bought like a $40 swing. Yeah. It just needs to go back and forth. Yes. And got it. Amazon Prime, that shit, was there in two days. Nice. Got it built. Put Ellis in it. Totally did not change our lives the first time. Yeah. But we're now about three days into the swing. Uh-huh. And it's I'm getting some time. I'm getting some, oh, like, good. I can, like, get stuff done in the kitchen. I can, like, it actually put him to sleep once. Oh, that's awesome. So... 
Good job. Way to destroy that thing inside of me that keeps me from doing things that I should totally be doing. You mean Stefan? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So for Halloween, following Pinterest, um, we bought for like five bucks, 25 little glow sticks. And we used a couple for this Pinterest thing at Halloween and the rest of them have just been kind of hanging out. So last night I needed a little bit of time to do something in the kitchen and I gave my two-year-old and my four-year-old each a glow, or each two glow sticks, um, put them to the shower and turned off the lights. And they had about 10 minutes of time where they were just keeping themselves occupied, um, putting the glow sticks into buckets of water, um, and they just thought it was awesome. So I felt like a total genius. Thanks. Good job. I love the glow glow sticks. really are genius. Awesome. You don't have to be in the dark. Uh Uh-huh. You know, Catherine Bell always has a good time with the glow sticks. Good job, Mom. Good job. Good job. Fails. Oh, I have such a fail, but I'm going to let you go first. Yeah. Fail, 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 fail! You suck. Mine's pretty straightforward. <laughs> I just, yeah, I was I was just, I was Skyping with some friends of mine who have like a 12-month-old. Right. And I was holding Oscar. Simon wasn't there. Oscar was sleeping. And I was just chatting with my friends and catching up. And it was so nice to see them. And I was chatting with their 12-month-old who was so sweet. And then for some reason, talking to my friend and her 12-month-old, like her 12-month-old is right there at the screen, I just let loose like three F-bombs. Like, <laughs> like I was just like, and I was, I was saying them in a really animated way to right. like illustrate a point or tell a story or something. <laughs> <laughs> and like, they both just like looked at me and they were like, what? I mean, and they kind of like, they got so uncomfortable. They right. got so uncomfortable. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I said sorry to her, right? To her face. I'm so sorry for using that language. <laughs> to this point, they I don't even know. know. They don't even know that it's bad language, per se. Well, I Do feel they? like it was around. No, they don't know it's bad, but they could start repeat saying it. it. Right, they right, could right. repeat it. And it's a um, fun word to say. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> I don't know, it was something like in my brain just because we were on Skype, right. I think, that she wasn't actually in front of me that like I had switched <laughs> off because I'm normally pretty good. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. But I had just switched it off and I just whatever. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> I just felt horrible. You ruined that child. I know. Oh fail. All right. So So what did you do? There what Catherine Bell's been asking for a long time to sleep in our bed with us. And our oh. bed is just not that big. We uh-huh. have a queen size bed. We don't uh-huh. have a big bed. We take up a lot of room. There's cats. It's just not happening. Uh-huh. She wants to have like a sleepover. Yeah, like she wants one to sleep night. In the bed. Where yeah. she, it's not. It's not like she wants to sleep with you every night. It's like one no, night. She I'd like wants to sleep to. with you. Yeah. And then we're just like, uh, no. Okay. And then at some point in time, we said, you know what? If one of us is traveling, you uh-huh. can sleep in the bed. Uh huh. And she's got that memory, Ooh. like a steel trap. So. Okay. Two weeks ago, Stefan says, I have to go out of town for three days. Catherine Bell goes, <laughs> just out of the blue, that means I can spend the night in your bed. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, all right, all right, all right, fine, yeah, fine. Then the trip gets canceled. I go, guess what? Papa's not going out of town. Do I still get to sleep in your bed? I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm like, all right, fine. Let's yeah. just pick a day yeah. and we'll do it. Yeah. So I made the mistake of saying, like, Friday or whatever. Uh-huh. So she remembers this as the week goes along. I get to spend the night in your bed tonight. I get to spend the night in your bed tonight. Everybody's gotten sick on Friday. Oh. Just so you know. So everybody's starting to feel bad. Oh. So Stefan's sleeping in her bed. Baby's in the room with him. Because oh. he's going to bring me the baby when the baby wakes up. Okay. Catherine Bell's in the bed with me. And by the way, it's all remember from past stories that Catherine Bell doesn't just go to sleep when I'm in the bed. Right. Right? She wants to hang out She with wants you. to hang out. Like, yeah. I'm just, I'm not going to say anything, but I am going to giggle. <laughs> all right, I guess. All right. She doesn't go to sleep until like 9.30 or so. Yeah. She's just like wild in the yeah. bed. So I'm not going to sleep. Plus, I'm starting to feel bad. Like I'm having right. like sinus problems. And she's like hawking up a lung. I don't know what's happening on the other side of the house. <laughs> right? And then, of course, we still have to have feedings. Right. So the baby comes in. So yeah. Stefan's not getting sleep because he's hauling the baby into our room. Uh-huh. I'm not sleeping because I'm up feeding him and then when I'm not feeding him she's like all over the place at one point in time she was like lying perpendicular to me with her Uh legs hanging off the bed Uh right and every time she hears something she's like 
is it time to get up yet? I'm like, it's absolutely not time to get up. So, like, Saturday morning rolls around. We're all really sick. Yeah. And we're all tired. Yeah. I mean. Everyone. So yeah. tired. So that later that day when I'm taking Catherine Bell to a birthday party, uh-huh. she's just falling. She falls on the cement on her head. She falls on the playground. She's she slides that, down like, a drunk, hill. Drunk yeah. kid thing. Dr- they total do drunk really kid tired. thing. And I'm just like, whatever. The only one who I think's gotten sleep is Ellis. Right. And it was just like Stephen just looks at me in the middle of the day and is like, "This is your fail." <laughs> like, yeah, you are correct. I was uh, making dinner in my kitchen with my seven-month-old, and uh, he was playing on some very safe mats that I'd put out and uh, he started expressing some interest in the dirty laundry basket that was beside him and so I thought to myself that's perfect he can just pull things out of the laundry basket they might smell a bit but it's not going to hurt him he'll be very entertained forgetting of course that he's gotten very interested in moving as of late so as he's sitting there and I'm very happily making meatballs with my hands disgustingly covered in E. coli uh, he leans over and he pushes the laundry basket, and then he scoots behind it. And then he pushes the laundry basket, and he scoots behind it until he's actually out of my sight in the next room, me still covered in raw meat, and uh, thinking that I'd done something absolutely genius, finding him a new toy to play with, i.e. our dirty laundry. But in fact, he ended up being the genius in the scenario, figured out a way to get himself across the floor. <laughs> That's my fail. Hope you enjoy it. Aww. There's nothing worse than being covered in raw meat, knowing you can't really pick your mm-hmm. child up, and then they just go into the danger room. Yeah. You know. Or just, like, having that moment where you just ha- don't have a visual on your child. <laughs> Especially in your house. Just sinking feeling. Which is, I, like, feel actually better about not having a visual on Catherine Bell, like, on a park than I am in the house. I'm like, where could yeah. you possibly be in the house? Yeah, right. Yeah, start checking the buckets. Yeah. And the fridge. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. Teresa? Yes? Let's call a mom. Great. I love calling moms. I love it too. This week... Uh, we are talking to Nicole Blades, who is a novelist, journalist, and storyteller, and you can find her work in More Magazine, Cosmo, Exo Jane, Huffington Post, Mom and Me, PBS Parents of the New York Times, oh, all while maintaining the Miss Mary Mack parenting blog, which is a wonderful parenting blog, by the way. You can also find excerpts from her work at Blades Central. Welcome, Nicole. Well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? We're all pretty good. Teresa's a little tired. I'm tired. Teresa's <laughs> tired. <laughs> but I think that's how we operate anyway. Just at the base, you're tired. Yep. That's the default. Yeah, so and when so you if there's say anything above that, that, that you're, you're like, I'm good. I'm great. But if, right. you, if you're actually reporting being tired, something special is going on because obviously you're tired. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, exactly. like you said, otherwise you'd be like, I'm great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we want to start off with asking you uh, what we ask everybody, which is who lives in your house? Well, me and my husband and our little son, who is going to be five in about two weeks. Oh, my God. Yes. Ah! (laughs) It's a big one. That's a big one. It is a big one. And it's also one that I'm just, I can't believe it's here. I know everyone says that about every birthday, but (laughs) it just flew by. And I can't believe that he's going to be a full hand, five. Well, uh, I want to start off with one of the main reasons we were having you on the show to discuss an article that you wrote that I just was mind-blowing to me. One of the things we talk about on the show a lot (laughs) is sort of what not to say to moms. uh, Or to anyone. Or to anyone, really. Really, (laughs) we found a unifying theme of these are just things you shouldn't say to people. Just shut your mouth. (laughs) Yeah, just shut up. Yeah, just stop (laughs) talking. Um, You managed to have, somebody said something to you that uh, sort of takes the cake, sort of wins. You Congratulations, Nicole. <laughs> you win. Uh, I'm going to just warn our listeners to all just get ready to pause the recordings so you can do a universal gasp when, when you hear this. Please tell me the worst thing somebody has said to you recently. Well, the worst thing as a mother is, is that your baby? <laughs> what the fuck? Holy <laughs> shit. All right, give us, give us a little background. 
The context, okay, so the BG is that I'm black, my husband's white, and so our son is a clear mixture of both of us and both of, both of those genetic facts. And um, so when he was younger, especially when we lived in Brooklyn, which was odd because Brooklyn's Brooklyn and yes, it's hipster Brooklyn. Brooklyn and everybody knows everything. And we'd be strolling the streets and I would get from random people, everyone from the bodega guy to, you know, a nice woman at the library, they'd say, oh, look at this baby. Is that your baby? And I was kind of like, you know, why would I, it just was the strangest thing to me. I knew that, you know, Brooklyn and New York city has a lot of people. um, A lot of people have nannies and babysitters and all of that. I knew that. So I wasn't completely, you know, blind to the facts, but it just was shocking to me that the number of people that said to me, not, Oh, he's cute. How old is he? What's his name or anything like that. But it was, is, is that your baby? It's such a crazy question because you sit there and you think i remember okay so i read the article and i'm like what like because it's such like a weird a it's such a weird question and then your mind starts to go through the are you like are they aware that that's a weird question right like i mean you know like am i is this just one of those things where i'm like are you just out of it it's just weird like Mm -hmm. it's just something's not connecting for you or are you really yeah. an asshole? Like, like <laughs> what, how are you supposed? How do you respond to that? Well, first of all, you're also. I mean, at the time, I was just coming out of newborn boot camp, Ugh, right. and you know all of that. So you didn't. You just shot them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, between lactating and all this stuff, you're just there's so much going on. So I didn't. It didn't click right away. I just was. I just thought it was odd the first time, but then around the second or third time, because I'm pretty, I'm pretty alert. And the the second or third time, I was kind of like. Could this be because he is a lighter complexion than me? It was kind of like that. Like, you know, are they assuming that I'm not the mother, but I'm the baby? Am I, am I a nanny? Did I just get nanny? You know, the fact that just kind of click in bit by bit and trickle in. And then it, after it happened a couple more times, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. That's yeah. what's happening. Yeah. I like, and, that, I like you know, that you're calling it getting nannied. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just got nannied, you know. Yeah. And so it was, it was, um, it took a minute, but when it clicked in, I was kind of, not kind of, I was full on hurt and insulted because, you know, there's a, there are assumptions and assumptions are never good. Right. But this one was so loaded and packed with so much stuff that I was kind of like, come on, really? Is that your, is that the first thing that you're going to ask me about this cute baby? I mean, you can say so many things. I couldn't figure out why they wanted to know that like why that was why that was the question you know it didn't make sense to me right what are you going to get out of asking this question yeah Yeah, it it didn't i was wondering like is it going to change what you're going to say next is it going to change how you interact with me is it going to change how you view the baby like i couldn't find a solid reason that made sense as to why you would need to know that so i started to you know as after I worked through it and worked through the anger and worked through my, you know, red daggers, throwing them through my eyes, I decided to (laughs) say the next time that someone asks me that this is after some time of like sort of, you know, becoming an actualized person and and thinking it through and being, you know, being civil. I said, you know, the next time someone asks me that I'm going to say, why do you ask? And in that way, I'm kind of turning it back around on them to maybe it kicks in like, Oh, this is, kind of not a good question or why am I asking so right. I'm just sort of putting it the responsibility of this loaded question back in their plate with my was my plan but it just so happened that after the, when I came to that decision no one asked me again <laughs> so I was kind of walking the streets almost like daring someone like ask yeah. me ask me come on you want to ask me yeah. and no one asked me so well now, now this has suddenly led me to a whole new question that I never thought about asking <laughs> but <laughs> So your husband, who's mm-hmm. white, he takes your son out. Does he yeah. ever get anything? Or do we think Not this is something just once. super specific Never. to women, to yeah. moms? Never once Never did once. anyone ask him anything about, is that your son? Is that your baby? How? Nothing. Yeah. Never. That is 
Well, well, well. We can kind of understand. I mean, it just <laughs> men, men are rescuing this child. Right, it's, it's are, not his yeah. child. He's done something really nice to help this child. But, but right. isn't there also isn't there also something not just about the fact that you know we, we assume that right. a man wouldn't be a primary care- caregiver to, caregiver for this baby, but also isn't there something where just like. People feel they can say shit to women. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like people just thoughtlessly say shit to women. All the I mean, it's the same as like, oh, are you expecting? And it's like, no, yeah. I'm not. Ex- it's the same kind right. of shit where you're like, what? What did you gain by saying that? And like, you just didn't think twice about yeah. that. You know? Yeah. Or even further, people when you're pregnant, people yeah. who decide that they're going to just reach out and touch your touch belly. You. Yeah, yeah. Touch yeah. the belly, ask how far along you are, whether you yeah. are pregnant or not. Whether you yep. planned to have this baby. Or yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. All right, so so this led to the article, which, we're, of course, we're going to link everybody to, mm-hmm. um, which is, has led you to really exploring this whole experience more, and, and you're actually starting to work on a book about mm-hmm. this, which I think will be really interesting. But... I know one of the things you do on your blog is usually after a post, you'll throw it out to your readers to say, you know, has anybody else sort of had this experience? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, what's your, what are your thoughts on it? Did you find that other people had had this experience? Because like, like you say, New York is a very nanny-based town. It's, it seems like a very uh, New York-specific thing, but I wonder, did you get readers writing you back uh, with similar experiences that were in New York, not in New York, or... or Yes, to both in New York and not in New York. I mean, what was really fascinating and also horrifying was the number of comments that this po- this piece I wrote for Exo Jane, and then it was also reposted on Jezebel. And on Jezebel, there were like 700 mm. comments. And the majority of them were like, A, saying, can you believe people? Like, what the hell? Why are people saying this? Or why do you want to say that? It's the same thing we were talking about. Oh, man, I can totally then, believe that people are assholes, though. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of that. <laughs> there was a lot of these sort of rhetorical questions, like, what is wrong with people kind of thing. Right. But then there were so, so many comments of either they're, this is an, a mixed-race person who's an adult who went through something similar with their mother when they were children, mm. Or it's a mother of color or a mother of a mixed heritage family who is, you know, subjected to a lot of strange and downright rude dehumanizing questions by strangers. And so I was, like I said, fascinated and also horrified that the number of people who have had similar experiences and some people had even worse where, you know, someone assumed that they were the nanny so much so that they were like, hey, you know, trying to steal them away from the quote unquote family that the person was working for. Like, what are your hours? You you know, all of that stuff where you're just like, whoa, what? What? So, yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of comments. And I mean, everything from some people um, who have maybe they are the parent in a transracial adoption, they'd get a lot of things like, you know, what are you going to teach this girl the mo- their, her mother tongue? Or where did you get, what country did you get him from? That is or, crazy. You know, it's uh. just, or just like assuming, just the assumptions are based in such, you know, it's, it's just, they're twisted and it's about race and entitlement and socioeconomics. And it, a lot of it is just so unnecessary, though. Like, why do you have to ask yeah. that question? Why do you need to know that? It's, it's, you never really get a firm answer for that. Do you think there's any way to find an answer to that question with your book? I, I, mean, I, I guess I, You no, know, I'm but hoping like... so, but I'm hoping it's also going to just highlight for people that, you know, the large part of me believes that these questions aren't, these people aren't malicious and they're not intentionally setting out to just hurt my feelings or be rude and all of that. I think there's a lot of awareness raising that needs to happen where it's just sort of a gentle, somewhat gentle push, like, hey, like a a, a coattail pulling, like, listen, that's not all right. You don't ask that. You don't say that, you know? And and I think there's a little bit of um, education and edification that needs to happen. And I'm hoping that this book brings that about and just opens up, shifts the perspective so that you see that there's an experience that's being had out there, mothers of color, mothers of mixed race children, mothers of, you know, transracial adoptions, who they are having, like you said, an experience. And it's valid and it's, mm-hmm. it's true and it needs to be 
considered and respected. And these questions strip away at that. And it's, it's, not, it's not fair. And it's like I said, it's just so unnecessary. You really don't need to ask that question. You know, you don't really need to know that to, to move forward in your interaction with this mother. All right. So now in the world that we are growing up in, mm-hmm. uh, very and, and it's a wonderful thing that families are becoming more and more multicultural, which is a great thing. I like to sometimes think that maybe people are just walking through the world, you know, so focused on themselves and not necessarily in a bad way. Just mm-hmm. I got to get through my day that, again, like you said, not maliciously, people just aren't thinking about the larger picture or right. or that something's off. You right. know, that these that somebody would even ask you if you were the nanny. You know what I mean? Like, right. that, like so weird. Something that was brought up to us on a Facebook page on our Facebook page once um, was why are there no why is there a really poor showing of parenting books written by people of yeah. color in the parenting section? Mm-hmm. Like there may be uh, books about parenting written by African-Americans, but it's like in the African-American you mm-hmm. know, section of the bookstore, not in the main parenting section. And when the question was raised, I felt like one of those people had just been walking around in my own world and was like, hey, I don't really read a lot of parenting books. (laughs) Clearly obvious on the show. (laughs) Um, But I was just like, oh, my God, I never even thought about it. You know, like I've just (laughs) we were talking before the show and I was like, is there an assumption by publishers that only white people buy parenting books? And that they only, and they want, only want to hear from and they white only voices. want to hear from white people, and I'm <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure there are plenty of white people giving me horrible parenting advice. Like, why can't I get horrible parenting advice from everybody? But but in reality, I mean, like again, it just do you what do you th- why do you think that is? Have you experienced that? You know, before? I I do think I mean, I noticed it immediately right. um, once I became a mom that right. there was this this hole in the market, and you know. That's one of the main reasons I'm writing this book is to give voice yeah. a clear but compassionate one that, like you know, addresses what it's like to be a mother of color in a black and white world. And and you, you, I mean, you can basically trip over the number of like attachment parenting, yeah. free range parenting, tiger mom, right. helicopter mom. <laughs> like there's a book for everything. You know, I want to be like the Kardashians mom. There's right. everything, but there's just not that many books that are really well done. And that are honest and um, humorous, even right. talking about the experience of this mom who's constantly having to prove that she's the real mother of her own kids. You know, where right. is the book speaking to that experience? And so I'm writing this this book called Nope, Nope, Not the Nanny: <laughs> 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 Stories of Race and Motherhood to to sort of to talk to and represent this this significant but underserved community. And and hoping that this is going to sort of, you know, set kick the trend off. Like, there is a market for these books. People want these books. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, the, the, like you said, I want to be told bad advice from everybody. Yeah. Right, right, <laughs> you know? right. Yeah. So right. I, I think that there's definitely, definitely a need for these books. And I'm hoping that we're going to see more of them come out as the time moves on. Because we're, we're living in this, quote, unquote, post-racial society. Yeah. So, I mean, these topics that even though, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's a heavy one to talk about race yeah. and then talk about how it intersects with motherhood. But I think that, you know, we need to, t- this conversation needs to happen. I mean, it's, ha- we're living it. So right. let's talk about it. Yeah. Right. I mean, and you, again, you would think that like the great uniter would be motherhood. It's, yes. It kind of, it's great. And mm-hmm. it sucks. You know, I mean, like, we're all tired. We're all, you know, trying to reinvent ourselves. We're all, mm-hmm. you know, being faced with, you know, everybody's kid is going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, exactly. emotionally. I mean, I just, I just can't imagine that, like, every kid, no matter where you're from or how you're raising them, isn't going through a phase where they're being bossy or yeah. they're pushing back or they're right. not sleeping, or right. they're, you know, teething, for God's sakes. <laughs> like, right. This right. just seems like a great, you know, field leveler, and it, it just yep. really kind of pisses me off that there's somebody in a publishing house telling me that, like, I can only get advice from one person. Right. And, uh, so I really do hope that your book really opens up, A, that lots of people buy it, the A, lots of people buy it, <laughs> and B, that it opens it up to everybody, both, you know, yeah. no matter what color you are, that something's going on that we all need to, like, get on the same page here, yeah. you know, because we all have the end result, which is uh, we want to be happy and we want our families to be happy. 
Exactly. Um, exactly. That's yeah. what it is. If you're, that's the end goal is that you just want to raise these healthy, happy, whole children. And it's not, doesn't matter if you're part Korean and part, you know, it does right. not matter. So that's the, the, that's what I'm hoping that publishers see that, okay, this is real and we need to get on board with this. Like you said, we're all on the same page here. So let's go with this. Now, I want to uh, shift to your blog, Miss Mary mm-hmm. Mac, which, A, is an amazing title for oh, a blog. I'm like, I know, like, why is that? Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Um, so it's a wonderful blog, and I want to encourage people to read it. But there's, a, in particular, there's something that you do on there. There's a feature uh, called, I think it's Global Mother? Global Global Mamas. Global yes. Mamas. Yes. Uh, it's kind of linked to what you just said about yes. the, it's the leveler. And motherhood is experienced in different ways, but at the base of it. I mean, you're bringing this human into the world. Whether you birthed the, the, right. <laughs> the little tiny human or not, you are someone's mother and you are responsible for raising this person. And I think what made me start to look at it, I'm, as a journalist, I'm just curious, aka nosy by nature. So <laughs> I, I've always been fascinated by um, things like how other countries and other cultures uh, attack one same subject, like whether it's nutrition or exercise or motherhood. And Global Mamas came out of that idea that, you know, I want to hear from the mother in Cambodia. I want to hear from the mother in France, in Paris. I want to hear from the mom in, you know, in Montreal about how, which is my hometown, (laughs) about how they are dealing with this monumental shift from me to being someone's mom. And you know, I asked the same series of questions like, what did you think of um, motherhood before you became one? And was it in the plan for you? And what was the most challenging thing so far? And so I've talked to moms who are first-time mothers, maybe this is the second one, and maybe they're kind of old vets at it right now. But it's been really um, remarkable to hear how many things are so much the same. Like, we're kind of all swimming in the same pool of the things that we find challenging, the work-life balance, the um, making sure that your kid's getting in the proper nutrition. I mean, some basic stuff and some more, you know, esoteric things, but we're all sort of in the same, we're all, like you said, we're on the same page with a lot of it. And that's what's been really interesting to me. Yeah, so we're definitely going to link you guys up to that because I really think everybody should go out and check it out. It does, when you're having one of those days and you're just like, I am totally alone. (laughs) (laughs) You should go check out this series because it is really interesting. But, Nicole, I want to thank you so much for coming on. We're going to link all of the uh, critical key elements (laughs) to uh, the website. And really good luck with having me. Good luck with the book. And when it comes out, we will promote the hell out of it for you. (laughs) Great. I really appreciate this. This has been fun. Thanks so much, guys. I Thank really appreciate you. it. Thank you. Bye. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. send a message. Pick up the phone. When you I'm Cameron Esposito, the host of Wham Bam Pow. This is an action and sci-fi movie podcast on MaximumFun.org. We talk about punching. We talk about car chases. We talk about... Uh, arms muscles that are on arms and every week i'm joined by panelists ria butcher that's me and of course also ricky carmona oh i'm all up in it that's what's up the afro spokesman we are gonna give you all of the jokes and all of the happiness and all of the information that you need to watch action sci-fi films to the fullest Mm. find it at maximumfun.org or you can subscribe on itunes that was awesome yeah that was great. I, she's one of the she's another one of our guests that I'm you, like, I just want to go hang out. Yeah, you rightly predicted that we would want to be friends with her. Yeah, so we'll be friends. <laughs> Let's go hang out. Let's go grab some beers or some wine. Uh while we're feeling so great, mm-hmm. this is when we like to feel not as good by listening to someone who's having a worse day than we are. Mom rant. I have a beautiful almost three year old. One child, my husband and I adore him. He's great. He's amazing. And I don't understand why literally everyone from my parents to friends to strangers on the street ask me when I'm having the next one. Uh Now, I can kind of get it if it's my parents. They like grandbabies. They want more grandbabies, whatever. My sister, sure. 
But seriously, guy at the car dealership, like doing our loan paperwork, asking when I'm having the next one. Like, seriously, do you really want to know about how I'm like fucking exhausted all the time (laughs) and I'm working full time and we don't really have enough money to have another baby? You don't want to know that. You're doing our loan paperwork. I don't want to tell you that we don't have enough money. (laughs) Plus. Like, do you want to hear about how my lady parts, like, were torn into two? No, you don't. You don't want to hear any of that. I just want you to stop talking and finish my loan paperwork because we've been at the car dealership for four and a half hours. We have left our beautiful child with my mother who just lets him eat crackers and watch Bob the Builder all fucking day and I just want to get home and I don't want to talk to you about why I don't have any more children (laughs) and I don't understand why people think they get to ask me over and over again anyway I don't think we're having any more children (laughs) but if we are it's fucking nobody's business Oh, that was amazing. That was amazing. I mean, it's just really appropriate for today's show. I really, I challenge you. Yeah. The next time somebody says, when you have another kid, to be like, when are are you going to stop being a jerk? Again, the big question for today's show, what do you hope to get out of this? Yeah. All right, what have we learned? Shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Shut your mouth. Take my baby. Yeah. And fix him. Yeah. Okay. Take my baby. Make my baby happy. Okay. Be prepared and willing to accept my advice on the baby. Uh One of us is an expert on my baby, and it's probably not you. (laughs) So, uh, so, so that Mm -hmm. Um, husbands, partners, we'll try our best, but you're just kind of out of luck. Just a few months. Just a few months. Just gotta get through a few months. (laughs) (laughs) Our lovely guest Nicole Blades, amazing. Yeah. Uh, with the big bringing home the big reminder. Yeah. Shut your fucking mouth, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Don't think of you know like all right. Let's try and spin it to the positive okay. a little all bit. Right, all, all right. right all look, right. Be nice to each other. Uh huh. Think before you speak. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Remember, and this goes for you know we said that for moms there is a great unifier. You know that why are we why why are we even assuming that. We bring something so different to the table that we can't even relate to each other, Mm -hmm. no matter what our background is or what our race is or what our religion is or any of those things. But this goes for people with not moms. There's probably – think hard about something that you probably can share with the person standing next to you. Even if it was just at one point in time, you yourself were a baby. Okay. At some point in time, you left your house. Right. At some point in time, something really embarrassing happened to you. Mm -hmm. Right. Your heart was broken. Whatever it is, we all share something Mm -hmm. in common. So let's try and treat each other as if that is the case and just be nice to each other. Or talk about the weather. Oh, the weather. (laughs) There's so much to talk about the weather. (laughs) Next week, let's just spend our show talking about the weather. So, everybody, hang in there. Yep. We're all doing a good job. Yep. I slow it down. <laughs> Be nice to each other. Doing a good job. Teresa? Yep. You're doing a great job. Thank you. So are you. I I am. Yeah, you are. Doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. I'm I'm doing good. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pablis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. If you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show, then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bust it
Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.